We come to this place for magic. We come to pop pull review, to laugh, to cry, to drink. Because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when we hit the play button and go somewhere we've never been before. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Pop Poor Review. We make movie podcasts better. Mr. Pass, I wish to ask my distinguished colleague, has he one scrap of evidence to add now to the defense he did not give and could not give at that same hearing? I have no defense against forged papers. Committee ruled otherwise. The gentleman stands guilty, as charged. And I believe I speak for every member when I say that no one cares to hear what a man of his condemned character has to say about any section of any legislation before this house. Mr. President, I stand guilty as framed because section 40 is graft. And I was ready to say so. I was ready to tell you that a certain man in my state, a Mr. James Taylor, wanted to put through this dam for his own profit. A man who controls a political machine and controls everything else worth controlling in my state. Yes, and a man even powerful enough to control congressmen, and I saw three of them in his room the day I went up to see him. The Senator yield. Sir, I will not yield. And welcome to Pop Poor Review. I am Matt. I don't know why I said I want to say Matt Chico. I am Matt along with Jimmy and Kelly. Hi. Hi. In case you didn't know my last name. Um, So today, in our journey through the IMDb Top 250 movies, we are doing... Number 189. Who does that, Do you want me to say it? you want to say it? Mr. Smith goes to Washington. They were pizzazz. I had to say this all the time. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Thank you. I like that. That's how that should be presented. Thank you. Say it. Say it like your Eeyore self. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> you should be, um, what's the people, what's them? Uh, like Bell did a movie where, uh, in a world, in a voiceover world. like people. Now do scared. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? That was like weirdly cool. That I was like, a really good one. I actually liked it. That was good. That was good. <laughs> one more and then we'll stop. Uh, here, do you have one, Kelly? Uh, do an accented one. Oh, good. Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Should I just say British? Just do British. Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Now, is that British that, or Nicole what Kidman? Was that? <laughs> British? Oh. Did you forget to enunci- say Washington? Mr. Smith. What is that from? That's not from anything. I don't think. <laughs> yeah, I don't, that's think a, so. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so we're talking about Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. What is it, 1939? 1939. And also, don't forget, if you're listening to this at a different time, the number may be changing because the list is ever-changing. So I'd just like to put that reminder out there. So, Jimmy, can I please have a summary? Naive and idealistic Jefferson Smith, leader of the Boy Rangers, is appointed on a lark by the spineless governor of his state. He is reunited with the state's senior senator, presidential hopeful and childhood hero, Senator Joseph Payne. In Washington, however, Smith discovers many of the shortcomings of the political process as his earnest goal of a national boys camp leads to a conflict with the state political boss, Jim Taylor. Taylor first tries to corrupt Smith and then later attempts to destroy Smith through a scandal. Okay, so it was directed by Frank Capra, written by Sidney Bunchman. The IMDb rating is 8.1. The Rotten Tomato score is critics is 96%. Audiences is 94%. So pretty it's, it's pretty similar. There. Yeah. Uh, and then the box... I, I want to start saying the box office now because I would thought this was pretty interesting. It made $9 million, $9 million in 1939, but adjusted, adjusted for inflation, that is $180 million. That's like nothing. 
But when you think about it, I'm sorry. Compared with Gone with the Wind, which was like over a billion dollars, I know. I just same year, but I just find it so was like because you think nine million, you're like, oh, it's not a lot. But like when you really put it into perspective, it's a decent amount for back then. The amount of, like how cheap a ticket was, the amount of people that saw it. Was the budget? Also, they they did play it like for weeks and weeks. But and also, weeks. No, yeah. also note, like I don't know if you know, but this movie was banned in so many countries. It was. That's what my first um, shotgun fact. When we wait. get to it, I don't know. Oh wait, but let me let me. I didn't record our Twilight Zone thing, but Jimmy, can you just say? Um, do you remember what you said or no? No. You're now entering the spoiler zone. Okay. You are now entering the spoiler zone. I will get to it. I will have a actual stinger, but I just we'll do that in the meantime. Uh the the budget was one point five million, but they also like went over time and budget. Well, so I wonder what the original Capra. I feel he was the first big director because he also did. Um, it happened one night. Yes, it happened one night. Thank you. The drink today is God bless America. It is muddled strawberries and muddled blueberries with vodka, lemon juice. Lime juice and Sprite. I don't like muddled things, so. You know why? Because thing, chunky things come into your mouth, and it's just gross. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of muddled, but I wanted to try and get the colors in there. So that was why my attempt. Why did you attempt. see your red, white, and blue shot? Call back to our podcast, The Long Shot. Do you know how I almost, <laughs> want, I almost wanted to listen can we, to can that we, episode? Can we play a sound bite of us drinking that? Why does it burn? Oh, does it burn for you? Yeah. Yeah, why is it? That last, that last. Hold up. Can, can we get some cups of water? Why is it burning? Oh my God. I'm feeling that all of a sudden In your now. throat, yes. right? <laughs> my brother is going to get us water because apparently me and Kelly <laughs> are dying a little bit inside. Like, okay. Okay. Maybe I, I'm not sure what's happening, but like after I just took that all down, I feel like a small, sorry guys, we're not, we're not. Do you, Jimmy, do you feel that? I do feel it. Yeah, it's, it's like, like right in weird, the back of your throat. It's like a weird burning sensation. I don't know what you guys are oh, water. Hydrate. You guys don't do shots, though, often, no. right? No. Maybe that's why. Unless maybe it's I'm some used soju. To, maybe I'm used to that. Unless it's soju. Maybe. Soju. Maybe. Soju. Soju. Okay, anyway, the shotgun facts. Number one. Like Kelly said, there was a bit of controversy in this uh, surrounding this movie. It was bitterly denounced by Washington insiders Angry at its allegations of corruption, yet banned by fascist fascist states in Europe who are afraid it would show that democracy works. Uh, and actually, which I found, well, it doesn't surprise me, actually. Um, with the fear that Congress would pass legislation against Hollywood as a result of this movie, film studios offered Columbia $2 million to shelve the film. It only cost one point five, like I said before. And Columbia re- released the film anyway. And like I said before, again... It went on to make $9 million. I like watching this. I guess like I'm not surprised, but like when we first said, oh, we're doing Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, I was like not expecting this to be like such a controversial film. It was very controversial. I didn't know that. Did you know that before you watched it? No. Okay. I had no idea. But then when you just look at the time period that it came out, it was during when Hollywood was in their whole, was it? Am I going, am I going too early? In their whole what? Like when they had the American, oh, I think I am. That was yeah, that was the I, Cold War. That's mm, yeah. Right? Well, this is the, the golden age right now. We're in the golden age of Hollywood with this movie. I always get confused because I was just like the American Committee of <laughs> Unethical of, Acts. Of un, un, American. Uh, unethical or American? 
think it's on American X, actually. Something like that. I think it's on American. No, that's yeah. the Red Scare. That's the Cold War. But we're it's, also no, that's communism. Yes. That was like Cold War is uh, nukes. So am I right? No. No. No, the cold. Yeah. We yeah. are still like just the only just I mean, shy of a couple of years before World War Two. Yes, yeah. we're in between World War One and Two, which World War Two is a lot of the fascist states we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Fun fact: mm-hmm. wasn't the Red Scare? No, that was the was that was the communist. party? No, but with um being the Ricardos, was that having to do with like the that was the that part she, that party? She yeah. was um, okay called before the Committee of it, Un-American Acts. I think the American because of communism of Un-American Acts maybe. Something, Something like, like that. that. Do you want to look it up? Or? Yeah, I could. Well, I say that. Let me say number That's two. That's so interesting. That's why I love the movie Trumbo. I never saw oh, the Brian Cranston one. Mm-hmm. I never saw that one, but that, I heard it was really good. That was excellent. It was so good. I do like movies about Hollywood. The, uh, okay. Actually. What's the name? That we keep it's the up? House Un-American Activities Committee. Oh, it was the 50s that it really took off, but it was created in 1938. So this num- is a history lesson for all of us. I just find the golden age of Hollywood and like just between that time, between like the late thirties and the fifties, I just love so like that history. The talkies. Yeah. And just like, you know, like Hedda Hopper, like all of those people, controversial people. And it's just so funny that it's like when you translate it to like what we gossip about now in terms of Hollywood, it's just like if you love the this the golden age. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Sunset Boulevard. That is in the top 250. We're getting there. We can get there oh. soon. I have heard of it, and I know that you oh told me how God. much you it loved it. It's so good. It could be next. It could be three years from now. <laughs> and it was a big thing when we went on that Paramount tour. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, I like Sunset Boulevard a lot. And the woman was like, oh, my God, you're the only person who's ever said that. I'm like, we're on the Paramount lot. What do you mean no one's ever I, said I that? I wish I remembered that, that girl's name. She was like an amazing host. Yeah. Even before she realized we were all, like, film nerds. But, like, no, you have to understand that, Jamie. Like, I bet you half, like, 90% of those people who do give tours are giving tours to people, like, just, like, super touristy. That They're just, like, where's, like, the Batman? Or where's, like, Marvel? Yeah, like, where are the superhero stuff or the big blockbuster? Like, you go to Universal, where's the dinosaurs? Even though I think there's a dinosaur on that tour. Yeah. But, I mean, you go to, I'm I'm sorry, I go to Universal. I want to see the Universal Monsters stuff. So we get, I mean... I think the closest we got to that was um, Psycho. Horror Nights? No, like the Universal Backlot Tour. Oh, yeah. I love the Backlot Tour. What we, what I, I mean, we're super off topic, but what I really want to do one time is go during Horror Nights in California where, where, they, just let you, where they just let you walk through the... And I'm like, that's so cool. I, I want to walk through that. the Grinch set. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the funny thing about that. That's a great... See, I feel like th- I like the Paramount Tour because the art tour guide, but I feel like... It's hard because it, it was very personal. Like you got your own little personal tour. But Universal's fun because it's like, I, I don't know. It's the spectacle of it. I well, feel it's like that they and it's also it's pointed. It's pointed like like sets that we're seeing yeah. that are very well known. I mean, Universal's, a lot of their sets I do think burned down. But what I'm saying is you go from like Psycho to the Grinch to the world, no. the world of the but world I, of the world. I, I feel like those were put there after the fact. The Grinch does not look like it was. They that looks like the actual I don't set. know. I feel like the Paramount, like that's film hit. Like you go to the Paramount tour. I'm like, that is where they shot. No, yeah. This, that, like, oh my God, I remember that. Out of all the tours that we went on. So guys, we went on Warner Brothers paramount and we did the universal backlot tour the paramount tour was my absolute favorite that we did because i like the history 
And honestly, it probably was a little bit of the fact that we had basically our own private tour guide because I guess not a lot of people are going. So it was just our small group of friends. And we just so happened to have a really great um, tour guide with us who knew her shit. It wasn't just like a script. It was someone who actually loved movies. I think she was an actress too. Yeah. A writer, I want to say. A writer, yeah. yeah. Working in the industry. Like compared to the tour guide we had for the Warner Brothers lot, which you could tell was kind of like a script. Where it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just going to tell you, like, all the stuff we know. But, like, she knew her stuff. So, like, it was easy for us to, like, actually get in conversations. And, like, she took us around areas that I – and let us spend a little more time in certain areas than I think she would have done. Oh, 100%. Because when I was like, oh, where's the Veep set? She, like, drove us there. And she just, like – she was just, like, poke your head out. And I was like, what? And she's like, oh, like, I brought us to the Veep yeah. set. Because they were filming, I think, at the time. And I was like, oh, that's so cool because – she was like, oh, like, I think she wasn't rushing us. She's like, oh, I don't mind, like, showing you this because no one ever asks for Because we're people who actually, like, appreciated. Like, yeah. she was a big Star Trek person. I love Star Trek. So it was kind of like she was able to speak with us. So we got to see, I think, and learn a lot more than other people got yeah. a chance to. Because usually, you know, they're probably just like, oh, let's get through this quickly. Yeah. But it's like these are people that they could tell that we actually appreciated everything that yeah. we were seeing. I, I, I do. I have to say though, every tour, we, I can't pick my favorite because everyone has something. Every tour had something interesting to it. Like the Warner brothers one, it was just seeing like, it was like the spectacle for universal, the, the intimacy for paramount. And then the kind of the spectacle. Cause they had like, I feel like Warner brothers, like we went into the, the big bang theory set. I think that's so cool. Like we were like yeah. real close to some like, Really cool where things. Did, uh, where was Grace and Frankie? Oh, that was Paramount. I touched that, one of the tables you weren't supposed to. The Big Bang Theory set was great, but when we went, I don't watch That's Grace true, I and forgot Frankie, Grace but and Frankie. Grace and Frankie, she like, we actually walked through yeah. the kitchen. They were on hiatus, so. Like for the Bing, Big Bang set, we, Theory set, they were like, you can't take out any cameras. If we see your cameras, you're going to be in big trouble. We could only sit in the audience seats, but like we actually walked through the actual fucking set. They actually had plexiglass. The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, and that's true. I forgot about. I, oh yeah, I think I like Paramount because of the film history. I know. I just there was something in each one that I would I loved. So that's I, why. Yeah, I remember almost all of the Paramount um, lot compared to Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. The coolest thing I remember was because we went in 2016. We went like right after we went during the year Batman versus Superman came out. So we got to see the huge Superman statue. Like we drove past it, and it was just like. First of all, I can't believe they built it to scale. Like that I think was. We cool. saw like the head and the arm. Yeah, we we got to see that stuff, and I I don't really remember that much from the Warner Brothers tour besides us taking the the, the pictures and sitting on the friends' couch in the Big Bang. Thing. My big thing was I just I remember when we I I also I think maybe Warner Brothers too because I was like oh that was in Friends that's where they filmed that that and I also like am a crazy Friends fan. So. Oh, when they were when we went through the part where uh they, she was like, does anyone get out and run like feet? Yeah. I know exactly where they filmed. Oh, I remember when we were at the Paramount, Mm -hmm. and they were like, "Here's the Forest Bench, uh, Forest Gump Bench," and I was like, "Cool." And then I was like, "Wait a minute, is this the courtyard from Community?" And she's like, "Yes." And I was like, "This is amazing. (laughs) This is much better. (laughs) Much better." (laughs) What else do we have to? I mean, before we go back, we had to do. I mean, it's it's a topic. It's the it's the Hollywood Ale. Yeah, three. And that's what, this is what IMDb top two fifty. It's film history. Um, we have Disney and Sony. Is that all we have left? Oh, and Columbia. This this one. I would like. I don't know. Does Columbia still exist? 
It's Sony. Sony. Oh, it's technically Sony then. So it's Sony and Disney are left. Those are the last two big ones we have to do. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Colombia, until we perfect uh, segue until we you know go to other places in the country. Yeah, you're right. Like Atlanta, or in the London. Marvel movies, London. London, Gold Coast, Australia, New Zealand. If we ever go to New Zealand, we can do the Lord of the Rings. Pinewood w- is Pinewoods the one that's in Atlanta and London? Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. I really want to go to Atlanta. I want to s- see the that whole studio. Like that'd I would, be so cool. Oh my god! I want to kind of do Tyler Perry studio because have you? That's I, amazing. I, I, I have to say, ever since seeing pictures of it, I was like, it's like a city. What about Vancouver? Do they have like a studio tour? I think that's so many more things. on Or is it just location? location? No, I think there's big they studios, but there's do, no like. But I think it's more lo- on location. It's not a studio. It's probably just like warehouses that, that they use. That kind of sucks. Because so many things are filmed up there. If anyone's listening who works at a film studio, send us free tickets. <laughs> 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 okay, so it was a good segue because this is about Columbia uh, Studios. Uh, the set for the Senate chamber was constructed on nearly was constructed on two newly built adjoining stages at Columbia Stage Eight and Nine. The set was built almost to scale, and it was and at that time it was the largest set built on a Columbia soundstage. Before I even read this, I was like, "The Senate, the Senate floor is like a beautiful set." I was like, "Oh wow, that's really cool." But I didn't know it was a it was a set. Yeah, I was I mean, just like, maybe they got permission. I don't know, but that was beautiful. Yeah, like, that the. They and they didn't even win anything for that. No, they only they only won one screenplay. They won screenplay. It got a bunch of Oscars. Eleven. Eleven, yeah. But also that was the year of Gone with the Wind. And Wizard of Oz and all that. Wizard of Oz is technically not at the time considered a big hit. Oh really? Yeah, it actually it didn't was do well. Not a great box office success. Oh. It gone with the, if you think of nineteen thirty nine, it's Gone with the Wind. That is like it's the same the directors, biggest. right? The Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind. Victor Fleming directed yeah. both. And then well, I was I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Gone with the Wind had like 17 directors, but Victor yeah. Fleming directed the the majority. Most. I don't know if you guys were reading the IMDb facts because there it was there was one about like how he filmed everything because he's like there was stuff going on like the floor and then where the the vice president was and then where the audio like where the the public was and he was like I, it, if we would have shot. Apparently they had like multiple cameras everywhere and all that stuff. And he's like, if we would have shot one by one, we would have like, he's like, I would have still been there. I can see. He said it was a logistic. Yeah. He said it was like a logistical nightmare. I can kind of see that it was filmed with multiple cameras just for the fact of, and I cannot remember her name. What was the woman's name? Jean Arthur. Jean Arthur. Saunders. Saunders. Like you can see her actually reacting to what was going on. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't, and active. you can see her in the in the background too, which was like kind of nice. It wasn't like a oh, you know, they filmed that separately. Like yeah, but yeah, I was like, why is this? I was like, this looks and like sometimes like sets back then they they you know they looked a little they don't look they don't look as realistic as they do now. And I was like, this looks like the Senate floor, which is kind of shocking. And the way it was filmed, like with the multi camera, it was like very modern. Yeah, the only time I could tell like the age of the filming style was when when they kept filming the back of people's heads when they were talking mm-hmm. it only happened a couple the cutaways of, of it yeah no like it would be like me and jimmy would be talking to you and the camera would be directly behind your head and we'd just see the back of your head because oh, we didn't oh. want to pay you to be on set that day so they'd probably get a stand-in i don't oh, like i'm jimmy did. stewart you're saying mm-hmm. oh okay. you know what the thing is though i don't think they did that though at the dinner scene at the very beginning with the governor i think that was actually him and i just thought it was so weird that they were showing the back of his head 
the way they were filming it. It was very... That that was a weird scene because I remember watching that and I was like, why is the person talking out of focus? I think that was just a camera thing. Yeah, because I was like, that that was, I just thought it was filmed so strangely, that that Mm -hmm. dinner scene. Because they kept showing like a corner of his head but nothing was focused. Yeah. And it was just like the kids like yelling at him. Unless they purposely did that as an artistic direction to be like, no, he can't focus because everyone's yelling at but him. But I feel like this, I mean, like, put, I know we talked about like Psycho and like this. T- I know it's later on, but like, I feel like this movie of like older movies had a style to it where it wasn't just like they put a camera up and it was kind of just them sitting there talking, kind of acting the scene out. Mm-hmm. This one had like purpose to the shots and the shots were very visually beautiful. Like when he's in the Senate floor, like, and they ha- it was like kind of like a lower angle of him up and you see the rest of the set, like the Senate chambers. I was like, that's a beautiful shot. And I feel like people in movies use that now. And I was like, this this one very was different, I feel like, from other older movies. Well, people use that now probably because they saw this well, film. But what I'm saying is it was like, it wasn't just the normal like you. you it wasn't very like just kind of stand like a static shot. It's, it's progress. I mean, in 1939, you've had film for 15 years at this time so they're still exploring all these different filming techniques no i know i'm just saying this one stood out because it just it, it didn't have it was starting to like play with stuff i thought that was i was impressed i think by all that. all films in this era in the the golden age not even the, it would like the early age of hollywood was experimenting with with filming techniques i mean look at like nosferatu and then I really only know really old horror films. Um, Nosferatu. No, no, Metropolis. Um, oh, I've seen some other silent films. Like, you can see, like, there they're playing with it. And then once you start to get in with sound, then it starts to get a little... They're focusing more on, like... If you've ever seen uh, Seeing in the Rain, they're focusing on how, how do we hide this microphone? Because I don't know how to use... We never had microphones. We didn't have something stuck in someone's face. So they're like, so they had to have different filming techniques to hide the microphone as well as, you know, get the shot they want. No, I know. I mean, I, I you can say film is, I mean, that's this, I guess, film. It's just you're always experimenting with it. I was just, it just stood out to me. I I don't know. Um, let me go back to my shotgun facts. Unless you had something else to say about, sorry. Did film I cut you history? off? No, not right now. We'll Jim, probably... Jimmy, Jimmy's making a spinoff podcast. Uh, okay, number three. Loose, this movie was loosely remade by Tom Laughlin uh, as Billy Jack goes to Washington. The director actually offered S- Jimmy Stewart the Claude Rains role, the the senator role, and then he said no. Good, good idea. Did I don't I don't think I ever heard of that movie. No, yeah, neither have I. Exactly. It, it was in the seventies. Not that I wanted a movie of it, but I was like thinking like what would happen in present day like when if this was happening and i was like it wouldn't have been a no one coming to the senate because we have but why that not now. though we have that now and it's not working yeah but it does not like it doesn't happen though it's i know but 90 percent of the time right now it's just not working no i know i'm just saying but like think of this like the premise of like a, in 2022 it's just like all the like the whole new like when with the whole like news uh, press like running to the phone saying and the whole like you oh, they well, can't get any that, stories you know out what, there. You know what? I think that would be great, great, great filming when they're in the Senate and all of a sudden all the people they just go look down on their phones and they're just typing. And all of a sudden you see tweets popping up on the screen. I know I'm just I'm not saying that I wanted a movie. I just it was making me think like, oh like how would this go differently now? That's all I was saying, the question. But but okay. 
when a senator it was okay i always get this it was the senate right yeah when a senator dies don't does the governor put someone in until they can have an election or yeah. does the governor like say no you're it no until the next election cycle yeah because that's what happened with john mccain they pick someone but then okay i wasn't 100 yeah. percent sure that's yeah yeah politics not my forte film history a little bit more my forte. You're emphasizing almost every word you're saying. It's like reverberating through my head. <laughs> Pronunciation? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know how to talk. Sometimes. Only today for some reason. I was going to say like. Film history. I was like. In weird though. I was about to say this. I'm like Jimmy. You're very like. You're very on top of it I don't it know today. what. You know what? Maybe we got to do it. After me working like a 10 hour show. We try that. But maybe because we're doing one episode. One episode. One episode. He was like ready for a fight with you when you were talking about filming techniques. And I was just like, we're yeah, not no. fighting you, Jimmy. And we're also great. like, when have you ever been this aggressive on the, on the podcast lately? Uh, it's a new me. Can I tell you when I said... New year, new me. If you listen... Holy Wait, we're, we're, where were we're you in January? Where were you January. in February? Where were you in March? <laughs> new, new month, new me. <laughs> okay, thank you. Better, better. Um, last week when we were talking, when we were doing... Um, Fight club. club and we were all like oldie but goodie we're not sure i actually was a little nervous i was like oh god i don't know how like i don't know how this is gonna go but i feel like see this is i think where this I brought thrive. you this, this brought you I out thrive. i love old movies yeah i think and that's why i'm like this is good because we'll have a little bit of everything look we might do three old movies back to back we'll like see. we're like three different eras like i love the 90 late 90s early 2000s movies you like present stuff more present stuff and he's just like the older stuff 50s and 70s that's very specific no i i know i know 50s but 50s and 70s but like, movies it's not like 50s through 70s <laughs> 50s and 70s everyone else get the fuck no, out the <laughs> 60s uh, 50s was like you know the like the renaissance wasn't psycho 60s early 60s so i consider it 50s yeah. um i thought it was late 50s, 60s no i thought it was 68 like, I think it's late sixties because the sequels were like in the seventies. Oh, so okay. you're saying you hate Psycho? No, I don't. Okay, Psycho. but but also then the seventies is when you get like the gritty. The gritty. Well, that's why like Jimmy always knows stuff about then, and I know I always know stuff about like nineties, early two thousands, and then like Matt's just the Gen Zer. Just kidding. I'm not he's even not, Gen Z. He's not even Gen Z, <laughs> but he's the Gen Z here. When we get, when we get some Marvel movies, Matt will be like, <laughs> Jimmy's, boom! The, Jimmy's the baby boomer. I'm the millennial, and you're the Gen Zer. Well, that's how that isn't that the age actually? Like technically, <laughs> Jimmy's the oldest, you're middle, and I'm the youngest. Yes, yeah, so. I'm the oldest one here. But you, know, I, okay, now I see it. You say 50s and 70s. I'm like, like gritty, golden age, or not golden age, but like um, what's the word? Uh, gla- is that no? Am I thinking too late in no, that part? No, glamour. Hollywood glam. Hollywood, Hollywood, Hollywood glam. Okay, 50s. I wasn't sure if I was too late in that decade, but okay, makes that it's, makes sense. It's now. the end of that, and then it starts to like transition. I don't like transition years. What's a tra- like eighty one or seventy nine? Eighties. He uh, hates the eighties. Eighties is not just a transition. Just a transition. Year. Year. Like, that's not. That's a decade. Nineties. I don't. I don't 90s understand. Are great. I don't understand why you hate the eighties so much. We're, we're trans. We're still transitioning. Early two thousand. I wasn't transition. I wasn't expecting to talk about this, but now I need to know. Like what? I I have been wondering this, and you never really give me an answer. Why do you hate the eighties? What is it about the eighty movie? Eighties movies. No, they just don't grab my attention that much like when we finally i finally watched back to the future they were great like, that was like that was great the other two were complete garbage second back one to the was future good two is so good i did not the third like one is garbage future. i'll give you the second the, the third one's garbage and i'll give you the first to me the first one's better than the second one but the first and second one are great i just just they don't come to me do you know what movies i i i can that from those era that because 80s was very high school like high school oriented movies. And Jimmy loves high school. And you know, we was Rudy in the eighties? 
I never saw Rudy. Motherfucker. Okay. Well, back it, to the was future. Was it an 80s movie? You know, then back to the future. Not. I think Ferris Bueller, you know. I've seen Ferris Bueller. Yeah, but do you like Ferris Bueller? It was okay. Do you That's like John Hughes? I loved Breakfast Club, actually. Isn't that 80s? Yeah, I did. I love uh, other movies he's done. It was okay. What about that witch one? Her name. The Witches? He yeah, did a wit. He did a witch movie. The one with the woman from Weeds. Mary Louise Parker. Yeah, where she plays a witch, teen witch. I never thought. Was that eighties? Yes. Wow. See, like I'm just like, I feel like Jimmy does not care too much for high school movies unless it's like, fucking raunchy, like Booksmart. Heather's, Booksmart, Mean Girls, which all kind of fall into the same territory, like mm-hmm. super bitchy, over the top. But if it's like John Hughes, like I just feel like like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, like those type of movies, you're just like, eh. <laughs> like Fast Times, I saw. I was like, eh, okay. If it's not a female, I was just gonna say. I was just gonna say a female protagonist. He's just like fuck that shit. But the thing is, is that I've noticed that when he, when he's like, yeah. I hate those eighties movies, and it's like they all kind of had the same thing. Like yeah. he won't even really give it too much of a chance unless it's a female protagonist, and it has to be over the okay, fucking okay. top. Okay, uh, Kelly's gonna murder me right now, but I don't. I think she's true because Ghostbusters. It was good. The 2016 remake of Ghostbusters. Ooh, ah! that blows out of the water. Stop, blows the original stop, out of the water. Stop. No, it does not. It is. An, I love that movie, too. I watch it repeatedly, but it is not a Ghostbusters movie. And this is, I've had this conversation with you multiple yes, times. We fight about this all the time. I love Ghostbusters. The 2016 Ghostbusters, I watch it all the time. I'm not even telling you it's a bad movie. What I'm saying is that it's not a Ghostbusters movie. I was going to say we can talk about it maybe, but it's not on the 250. No. Which one? The original. original. I just had an epiphany. An epiphany? What if horror is why I like female protagonist films? Final Girls. You mean slasher like movies? But horror films usually have a, a female protagonist and a male killer. Most likely, Jimmy. I think we hit. I think we hit the core of your issues. I I think therapy is done. Okay. Moving on, we're gonna go. We have two more fun facts, shotgun facts, before we move on. Uh, number four, which I thought was actually hilarious. Um, this film is one of five times that I'm not gonna pronounce her name because I'm gonna botch it. But uh, Jimmy Stewart's mother in the movie played his mother. The others were "It's a Wonderful Life" of Human Hearts. Vivacious lady, and once on a tele- on the television series, the Jimmy Stewart show. I was like, that this was, woman that has was his mother, and it's a wonderful life. Yeah, I was like, what? I was like, did they know each other? I was like, this is such a weird like, or is that <laughs> just like the times where they're just like, eh, I like you, you can come do this movie. Maybe he was just like, I want my mom, <laughs> <laughs> my fake, my fake mom. Maybe it's like uh, Martin Scorsese and his editor Thelma Schumacher. They're just like, if I'm editing a movie, I need Thelma Schumacher. If I have a mother in the movie, it's got to be this woman. I guess. You think they were friendly? And then finally, if number four. weren't, f- that'd be weird. <laughs> they actually hate. Well, um, Saunders and him didn't get along. Did a lot have, of the. Did they ever work together again? No, I, I'm just saying, but like sometimes the like acting's so good. A lot of the, the leading, the, the male-female leads never get along. But I read, I read that. I feel like they're trying to compete for the screen time. I also read that he took this role very seriously because he knew like this was one of like a, a game changer for him. And I think like. I, maybe just he did like shut everyone out. I don't know. But well, you know what the thing is, is that when it came to um, Saunders and Jimmy Stewart's character, I mean, yes, their characters had like 
an underlying romantic tension, which I didn't really get until suddenly she was like, Diz says I'm in love with you. LOL. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but like in general, their scenes also worked because they were basically, they were like little play fighting. Like she was like treating him like an insolent child. And he was just like, oh, really? And it's like them not getting along kind of that works chemistry wise between mm-hmm. them. Cause it's like, it's not like she was like, they were flirting with each yeah, other. But I think you kind of get that when they're like, oh, we're setting him up with what's his face's daughter. And she was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, I got that like, eventually. Then you're kind of like, you're seeing it. But then, yeah, she became like high school girl crush. Very like, quickly. At the very end. But I, apparently- and she had like, her part was very like, she had like a meaty part. Her part was, I feel like, different for that time. It wasn't. It wasn't like the romantic interest. Hold, hold this for the discussion. Oh, well, this this isn't the discussion. When we when we like get a shotgun facts. Oh. But really quickly, apparently, also she was hoping that the guy they originally hoped because this was supposed to be the sequel, and they had this actor, and she wanted him, and then that they they all changed the director and all that changed, and I think she was upset about that too. But for, so we can go to your conversation. Uh, number five is neither the Republican nor Democratic parties are ever mentioned in this film. And I didn't realize that. I was like, no, that's not true. And I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. No, they never mentioned. Yeah. Who's who. It's like Veep, where they just never really mentioned whose party is who. But on that note, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Nate. And I'm Andrew. And we are the hosts of Two Beards, Please podcast him if he'd ever done this before he said that he had so you're asking these questions while you're on the operating table just before we start right so you didn't think to ask these questions nah, like in a consultation visit i really or didn't care i just wanted lines. to roll along the hot knife cauterization <laughs> as long as i could i also had some adults come to my door not with kids did you give them candy i did what's wrong with you what they deserve apples <laughs> <laughs> my favorite comedy movie that I could think of in four hours when some idiot says, what's your favorite four comedy movies of all time? <laughs> okay. This beardy is based on a limited amount of time, and I only had two beers. <laughs> <laughs> laugh with us or laugh at us. Either way, you're laughing, and we're responsible. Find all of the links to our social media as well as major listening platforms on our website, twobeardsplease.com. we're back jimmy i'm so sorry for cutting you off that commercial had to cut you off please continue your thought about the acting no that this was for the time i feel it wasn't like a generic generic you know female love interest for jimmy stewart she had a a purpose she was she was throwing him under the bus at points because she thought he was an an idiot she wasn't all lovey-dovey i mean yes the ending i feel like the studio kind of cut in and was like um you, you need to kind of put some love interest in here and frank capra was like oh okay so the last five minutes you're gonna fall completely in love with him and it's gonna be happy ever at the end i do think this role was very different i, I noticed that and then it kind of fell into like the she's like falling head over heels and i was like it doesn't fit really but she's still doing a good job where i was like okay it's fine like i thought her acting was really good and i liked jimmy stewart as well but i was she she was probably my favorite character, and then just I feel like yeah I don't know did that ruin it for you or did it did it no it 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 didn't because I feel like it was just it was strong enough where strong if, enough yeah and it just kind of at the end kind of just kind of like yeah trailed off but I also 
did really like the other senator for the state. Pain. Pain. He, he was, was very well. Also, good. before, did you did that hurt the movie for you? The, the I don't think it hurt the movie that much because they didn't dwell on it for too long, and she still kind of kept her own agency throughout um, the movie. Um, if they had gone with the original ending, I think I would have been like, "What the fuck?" A little bit. So. I, I have it here if you um, want me to read it. Yeah, so okay, Mac, yeah. read what the original ending was supposed to be. Originally, the ending was much, much longer. It included scenes such as Mr. Smith going back to his home state and giving a parade with Saunders, the Taylor machine being crushed, Smith on a motorcycle, and stopping to see Senator Payne, forgiving him, and everyone going to see Smith's mother. Very random, I feel like. <laughs> um, who gives Saunders her blessing as a daughter-in-law, it was cut after a preview audience's response. Two brief shots of the parader scene in the theatrical trailer, and that that was the original ending. I mean, you kind of got the Saunders getting the mother's blessing when she said when she said Christine was it Christine? She said something, and she was like, her first name. "Okay, Clarissa. ma." Yeah, her first name when she said, "Yeah." She's like, "Okay, ma," and then um, I liked I I did like the little uh, back and forth between the two parties. When they're fighting over the news. Oh, okay. And then they murdered a bunch of children. Okay. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> she screamed. I screamed. Because I was just like, I was like, wait, what? I was like, what the fuck? I was like, that truck just, just drove those children off the fucking road. I thought they were going to like cut them off. And all of a sudden they're just like, ah! Like, <laughs> just and I was like. I actually rewound it. I was like, did I just watch that? I was like, what the fuck? That was so random. But it went, it went from like. Give me those papers. I'm gonna off off of your bicycle. And then it was like and then it was crush you into a fence. And then it was like, okay, now we're gonna get the cops involved and they're gonna hose you guys down during your little parade. Then we're gonna murder children. I do have to say that I will have to give credit to the writer of this because they acknowledge the fact that Saunders was a strong independent woman in the movie. Mm-hmm. Because they constantly kept saying, you did really well for yourself. Like, look at you here. I wouldn't be able to do this without you. And it was just kind of like, it was very refreshing. It was kind of like flipped. Where yeah. usually, whereas like the woman was always de- uh, dependent on the man. Yeah. This one, the man was always dependent on Saunders. And I liked that like. And she knew her shit. That's yeah. The thing. No, she yeah. She wanted. She knew Hollywood. Like, she, not Hollywood. She knew Washington. She like, knew Washington. She knew her shit. And she was a guide. And I was like, that I think is a testament to the writing of the time, which also is probably why it also gained unfavorable views of the people of the Senate at the time being like, we look like nincompoops. It's also like, oh, yeah, because a woman was also like came up with this whole master Also because sometimes politics, you are nincompoops. <laughs> but also like the one scene where she was like, I'm quitting, whatever. I'm going to do whatever. And he's like, um, if you get him to, you know, follow our plan, like, I'll give you a big bonus. She goes, yeah, I need money. So I'll, I guess I'll do it. No, she, she, there she was, was for herself. There was, there was flaws in her, which I, I, which I was kind of was like, wow, you really, I feel like you don't see this in the night, the thirties or late thirties, early forties. So I was like, kind of like, you know what? Good for them. Maybe that's why they won. She didn't get nominated, but maybe they appreciated the, the different story that they, they gave were like, them the, the way like, you know what? <laughs> We love we love what you did for this woman. The actress playing her? No, no, no. We can't we can't we can't approve. Well, of Jimmy, that. they had to but, make room for it. But we'll just they had to make room for the vice president. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. And he wasn't terrible. He just went But he was no The amount of smiling he did. And yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure they reused the same the, to, seat over and over again. To be honest though, if this was nineteen thirty nine, the same year as Gone with the Wind, she did have a lot to go up against. With that film? Yeah. But, like, a nomination. Would she have been... 
supporting know, actually. Of the, was the, were they as like picky as they are now? Like were they like, well, they might win in this, so let's put them there, or was it like you had to be in this because you no, are? I like think the, it was. I think it was as picky. They the studio got to decide. Okay. I mean, you had Olivia De Havilland, you had Vivian Lee, and you had Hattie McDaniel's, all from Gone with the Wind. Mm. If they were going purely for the chance that she may win, then I'm gonna say supporting. But like, she should be lead technically because. No, I don't know. Do they view her at, because she's the lead female? Yeah. Do they lead? Do they view her as a lead, or do they just view her as a supporting actor? Do they do they view Jimmy Stewart as the lead of the film, and everyone else is supporting? Everyone else is supporting. Yeah. I would maybe go. We'll with never that. know. Well, te- well, yeah, but uh, yeah, I was, I was like, they could have not had. He was Where not. Was she on the credits? Like, what was she? It? She, she was first. She was at Jimmy the end credit. Is she was first. Is it because it's um alphabetical order? I don't know. I would think Jimmy Stewart would have been like. Where was she on the poster? What's what billing does she have? She's first. She's first. Jean Arthur and, and she's right and she's right next to him on the poster, Damn. front and center. Then then actress, yeah. I I would say then honestly she would probably get lead. Was actually a little surprised when I saw that. I was like, oh, I actually remember being like, oh, yeah. They gave her uh, main billing over Jimmy Stewart, and I mean Jimmy Stewart wasn't the Jimmy Stewart. I was gonna say today. it wasn't it wasn't one wonderful life Jimmy Stewart, but no, yeah. Faroe Island Film Festival. In 1939, she was a nominee for Best Actress. Well, I feel like we just yeah, I was gonna that's say. her only nominee for that role. That's crazy, because like if she played that role now, like if that movie came out, it would have won an Oscar. She, she definitely would have been nominated, like hands down. But like, and even I didn't even care that she had that like. Like what were we saying? Like almost a British accent. Like when they just like kind of like have that. <laughs> I don't that, know why they do that in like, the golden age. Just like, over the top. That? Like yeah, saying yeah. I think because they were still learning how to speak. They were still doing. <laughs> uh, they were over enunciating because they were doing radio yeah. for so long. So now they had to do emotions with their faces and their voices. I think that's why. But because it's just even, funny because that- once again, if you see Sunset Boulevard, I think everyone else is kind of normal. But the Norma Desmond character is very over the top, and 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 she's she's vocal acting as well as acting. It, so I think they're coming off of radio to the talkies, and I think that's that's why that has that sound. It wasn't her that I was talking about because she spoke pretty normal. I was talking about Senator Payne. The flourish on his voice was very very accented. Now, I don't know if he's actually British or not, but his flourish was very... And, you know, I always wonder... He is. He is British? Mm-hmm. Okay, so then that answers my, my question. <laughs> he was also in The Invisible Man. Well, then oh, and he was in Casablanca. Oh, my God, he was in a lot. Well, then you know what, He Matt? was very good, though. That answers my question, and I don't have to ask anymore because yeah. everyone else did had pretty much a normal voice except maybe Susan. But they had, like... <laughs> you, they had that cadence, They though. had that yeah. cadence. But even... I didn't even care because I'm like, she's so fucking but good, it, I was like... But I don't even think it's because of the transition, Jimmy, because I know this isn't an accurate show to use at all, but I'm using it because it. I think it's semi-accurate. Didn't we have the conversation? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ryan Murphy's Hollywood. When they were taking those acting classes, they were specifically teaching them how to do that accent. Those flourish on their words. Now, I'm not sure whether or not maybe it was because of the sound equipment they used so that it they was more clear when they spoke. But that's just one of the things that I always wondered about during this age of Hollywood 
why they thought they had to do this quasi-British accent while they were speaking. Maybe to seem more formal. My only thing is that maybe it was this kind of more compared to theater and stuff like that because it wasn't, maybe there wasn't such a difference between the two. It was just one was filmed and one was live. It could be, but I also think maybe they also tried, thought that maybe that was a sign of how to show class because you would see that, you know, lower class people would have their normal kind of like Brooklyn type accents would come out. And then more wealthy people, example, Susan in this movie who played Senator Payne's daughter had a flourish. So maybe they did that, but I, it always fascinated me that they purposely would have people do this, this British flourish. I just fascinates me why they, why they did that. Cause I've never gotten a straight answer as to why. But I have to say though, when we talk about the ending, and how that was going to be very long. I did think this one just kind of like, it almost was like an SNL skit. They just kind of cut short. He passed out. They carried him out. We won! Go to oh. black. And I and I am just going to jump now because when I was looking at the 11 Oscars they got nominated for, I was like, I was like, I swear I hope they get score. Because I love the way they kind of took the just um, American theme. Yeah, I was listening. Is it a theme? I was like, but they did it so it just kind of worked into like an orchestral score. And I was like, oh, I like the score. Did it get nominated? It got. It got not here. Let me. Let me read you. I was. Should we incorporate what Oscars all these movies get? I think so. In the box. I, that's why I'm trying to incorporate more and more info for these. So Fight Club got none. One. 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 Sound. Sound. <sighs> such, <laughs> uh, such a travesty. Okay. So awards. It was nominated for outstanding production. I guess that's production that, design. Is okay. I wasn't sure that was picture. Best director. No. Did it say Columbia underneath it? They got a best Columbia versus nomination. Frank Capra. So that's what I'm saying. Are you sure it's not production? It might, might be it picture. Might be best picture. Yeah. Outstanding production or picture. Best director. Best actor. James. Jimmy Stewart. Best writing. Screenplay. It won best story. I guess that's when they had them separated. Story and screenplay. Um, best supporting actor. Claude Rains and uh, Harry Carey, which was the vice president. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, you're, you can feel your eye roll in that. <laughs> it was like he's good. But like, excuse me. Um, and then best art direction, it got nominated for best film editing, best music or scoring, and best sound recording. And it has who it won to. So it, it it lost best picture to Gone with the Wind. It lost best director to Gone with the Wind. It lost best actor to Goodbye Mr. Chips. I don't know if I ever heard of that movie. I've heard of that. Uh, it lost screenplay to Gone with the Wind. It won story. It lost supporting actor to Stagecoach. It lost. I've seen that. It lost production. It lost uh, art direction to Gone with the Wind. Okay, yeah, because they burnt down the set. It lost film editing to Gone with the Wind. It lost musical scoring to Wizard of Oz, which I'll give it. Wow, Wizard of Oz. So you won't give the rest of it? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> I'm actually a little surprised because I, I feel like Gone with the Wind score is so like memorable as well. And then it, it lost sound recording to When Tomorrow Comes. So maybe mostly Gone with the Wind. <laughs> Maybe it's because Wizard of Oz. When it's you like a musical. Sc- yeah. yeah. So I think it also like it has times of fear and then has times of joy. Yeah. And don't forget there's no best original sco- song or anything. So like that was kind of all put into one. Like so. when the witch. But yeah, I love this. I also like I just miss. This is really weird because I know I say I don't love old movies sometimes, but I kind of miss like the opening credits for an old movie because I was like, I kind of like that. Is that why you yelled at me when I fast forward? Yes, because I was like, there was so much, <laughs> there was so it's, fun. It's like um, uh, when you go to see like a play or something and it's the opening um, 
cannot think of the word for it. Overture. Overture. Thank you. It's like the overture for the film. It's like skipping an end credit scene from Marvel. It gets you in the mood for the movie. Similar. Now movies just start. No, I have a problem with watching old movies in the opening credits because I'm just like, it's been two minutes already. I want to watch the movie. What movie recently? Was it Mank that recently did that? Probably. Yeah. You think Babylon's going to do... This like like the really like it's Damien Chazelle, so I feel like he could. I mean, he did it with La La Land. It was opening credits in the beginning. I don't no. think so. Oh, no, you mean weren't. opening credits? I thought you meant like get like that old Hollywood feel. Yeah, but like, but really like like opening like Manx, like kind of like opening we'll credits see. and. I could see him doing it, but again, it's like you, we we just don't know. Yeah, and like the poster could be like, like the older posters. Is Babylon gonna be in black and white? I don't know. I hope they're so. very they're very secretive about that movie, but all I've heard is that the fan the test screening was it said it was a masterpiece, and I was it's like, a secret. "Damn!" I was like, "And it, the cast is great. It's old Hollywood. It's Brad Pitt. You're sold." I didn't oh. like the first half of this movie though. I I know okay because that's funny because I was gonna be like that third that last half the second half of this movie was like I couldn't stop watching it. It gave me very. Trial Chicago 7, it was just very, like, the back, just dialogue. The pacing was also very good. Yeah, and it was, it was just, like, captivating. I was, like, it was, like, you just couldn't stop watching it, but it's a good thing you said that, because we can talk about both. I can see why you don't like the beginning. I enjoyed it, because this movie kind of gave me, like, weirdly charming for him, and then I was grossly disgusted by everything going on, and then by him, again, I was kind of charmed at the end. I was, like, okay. I didn't find him charming in the beginning, so I was very confused, because... In my opinion, he didn't really have much of a personality in the beginning until he finally got to Washington and started speaking. Because at first he was just like, oh, thanks. Thanks, boys, for for uh, for doing this. And I was like, I don't get it. Like, they, they keep playing him up. I was like, first of all, I didn't. we didn't even see him for probably the first yeah. like, 15 minutes of the he movie. He was a little aloof in the beginning. Yeah, and yeah. then he wasn't really speaking. And I was just kind of like, you know, from what I have researched about the movie i was like he's supposed to be captivating and like i barely see personality coming from him so then i got very fatigued very quickly for this movie and that's probably why it also took me longer to finish it because i was like this is another old movie that is kind of run of the mill for me where it's like i don't find any of the characters interesting and then he finally started once he started getting into the bill and being like i want to do a boys camp and like after he's talked to senator Payne, and i saw his personality bleed through i was like I can see why people love Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Like he's like magnet magnanimous. Especially like, the the, the I, filibuster scene. I, yeah, I could not stop watching him because yeah. I was like, finally, I'm seeing him come through. But before that, I was like, mm, I am just like everyone was so run of the mill, so generic that I was just like, I I I'm not gonna be able to get through this movie if it's like this. I, I, yeah, I can see why. I can see how it was a little slow to start, but like I I don't know. Maybe just because like I know pa- I feel like. This was like child's play compared to politics now. Like, I feel like it's just heightened now. So I'm like, oh, this is like, he. it's so sweet that he thinks he can do something. And then I was grossed out by what was going on. But I think I also have an innate bias against black and white movies or older movies from this time. Because, look, my dad loves movies from this time. He watches them nonstop, like literally nonstop. Does he like this movie? Yes. He watches like... He's constantly watching Gilligan's Island or the really old or like Spartacus, but the really old black and white ones. He watches this stuff like it's nobody's business. And 
I can't take it. So that's why it's so hard for me with black and white films sometimes. The only ones I will watch actively, no matter what, repeatedly, are Abbott and Costello films because those are my favorite. Another one dad likes to watch a lot or mom? No, but isn't Abbott and Costello too? I Frankenstein and stuff. Yeah. Abbott and Costello meet the Wolfman. My favorite is Catch That Ghost. I've watched that movie probably more than like 500 times. (laughs) I love those movies. But, like, my dad watches them so much that I have an, aver- an aversion to them, which is why, like, when we first was, like, I was, like, oh, God, I'm not really getting <laughs> through this. I hate the way they talk. It's going to be so long and bland. And, but I was pleasantly surprised, especially when I could finally see personality. No, yeah, this movie really did surprise. I was, I think because I went in with such low expectations. Did anyone else have anything to say about Mr. Smith Goes to Washington or can we move on? We should move on. Win. Lose. <laughs> Anyone who's first listening not does not know the rules. I'm going to say a question, give multiple choice. First, when I say go, first person to answer, or first person to give a noise can go get the answer. A noise? A noise. What, so, I can so, go, so I can do this. Sure. <laughs> if, if I can't hear it, though, you got to make it very loud. Um, but soon we'll have buzzers, but... And if you're playing... There's so play many it, batteries. I can't believe you have not put any in the I was buzzers. going to, I was like, yeah, I'll do it next time. Um, but if you're listening, play along with us. Number one, what state is Jefferson Smith from? I, you're just so Kelly. You automatically get the question. Uh, A. Montana. B. Missouri. C. None of the above. I don't actually remember. I think it's Missouri. Wrong. Montana. Wrong. It is none of the above. They never mention it. Trick uh, question. I thought they did mention it. No. It's based on the senator from Montana. Oh, that, that's what Trick I question. That's I know. What, uh, I knew you guys probably would have read that. So I no, put it I, in. I was just like, I was like, I know it's an M, but he said two M's. <laughs> that's why I put two M's. That's why I put two M's. Yeah. Okay. So number two, since Boy Scouts of America declined having any part in this movie, what was the name of the, fict- of the fictional boys group? A, Boy Rangers. B, Boys of America. <laughs> or C, <laughs> Red, white, and boys. <laughs> I didn't say go yet. Go. Bah. Kelly. Boy Rangers. Yes, you're correct. Not red, white, and boys. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something. I was like, oh, red, white, and blue. Red, white, and boy. That sounds like a fucking... Like, that sounds so bad. That sounds like a cult. That's why I was like... I that can't, steals I, little boys. I kept reading it. I was like, I can't get it out. I can't... Red, red, <laughs> red white, and boys. <laughs> okay. Number three. How many actors and actresses in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington were also in It's a Wonderful Life? Go. Ah. Oh, I have to read the question. I have to read the answer <laughs> first. Sorry. Trick. Um, A, 5, B, 11, or C, 3? Uh, sorry, that was my fault. So, Jimmy, you can get it first. 5. Wrong. 11. Correct. <laughs> Kelly has won for the second week in a row. Jimmy, I, I think you're done with your drink, so you can't even drink it, but... Jimmy, I'm so sorry. This was supposed to be your movie. Yeah, Jimmy, what about film history? I know film history. So we will move on to... before We'll do ratings last. So I forgot this last week, but we're going to do it this week. MVP, LVP, most valuable player, least valuable player. Uh, most valuable player, Jimmy. Oh, my God. I can't what? remember her name. Saunders? Saunders. Okay, I was like... <laughs> I, I want to say, like, Cashmere. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's not her name. Cashmere. Kelly, MVP? <laughs> Saunders. Mine Saunders Cashmere. as well. <laughs> Jimmy, you're LVP. When they yeah. murdered all those children. Kelly? I don't want to say obviously the vice president. So I guess I'll say Senator Payne. 
when he like pain, when, but when, he was good. when he went to Not go good, sh- though, when he but. when he was going to go kill himself, I was like, what the fuck just happened right then? That was there was a foreshadow for that. I did not. Catch when did he that. go to kill him? Remember when there was gunshots? Oh, was, I thought he just broke the. I thought no. there was a light that he broke. He went, they, to, go they kill he went to go kill himself. Oh, because I thought like, earlier in the movie they say something about like if you're not fit, you should just shoot yourself now. I okay, so I thought it was gunshots, but then when I meant when I looked, I, I thought he like hit his hand no, like he a light, shot the light out. Okay, that's okay. I was just gonna say politics in general. Oh, LVP. Okay. I thought you were gonna say that actually, but you took. Murders. Murders, murders, murders of boys. Children, murder I feel like children. my reaction. Murdering the red, white, and boys. <laughs> I feel like Jimmy seeing my reaction to it was just like, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching that and I was like, oh no, they murdered those children. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, it took me by surprise. Um, Jimmy, it is now time for. Okay. I gave you ample time to get your phone out. It's It's out. Okay, I will give it a 8.5. Kelly? I will give it a 7.5. I'm going to give it an 8. <gasps> what is it? An 8. <gasps> oh, we're so close. So close to 8.1, the IMDb score. <sighs> I'm so sorry. We're going to, one day, we're going to get the exact same. That's not possible. It is, technically. I would have, we, we wouldn't be able to do the halves and the holes. <laughs> no, but you can get like 8.376 is my score. <laughs> Wait. No, it's got to have an even number. So we were pretty close. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna say this a win. Okay. IMDb, we agree with you. I need like a, I need, we need more we, buttons we need that I can the, easily access. We need to have one that when we're like, <laughs> we did it, we did it, we did it, yay! If you're newly listening, just because of the IMDb 250, I'm what I'm about to play because I just saw that in my my things here is gonna make absolutely no sense. But if you've listened to us before, this is this is gonna work. Fuck me gently with a chainsaw. <laughs> I forgot this was still in my my buttons. Okay, everyone. So when we when we get when we match up with the INDP score, <laughs> what do we play? Trisha Jimmy, what do we get? We got an eight. And pretty much as eight point one. Fuck me gently with a chainsaw. <laughs> so Jimmy, should we should we do that when when we get I, when we get when we get within one point is or closer? Uh, I think rounding. We okay. round down. So eight point one would round down to eight, and so what? It why can we just do it if we're in one point ahead or below? Be, no, what no, Jimmy be, says makes sense because we never we're really. It's either going to be point five or an even number. Oh, I know. Oh, is that what you're saying? Okay, I yeah. wasn't. That's why well, I said I'm like we'll never actually reach eight point one. I know you're saying so. So eight point one rounds down to eight, mm-hmm. and fuck me gently with a chainsaw. Fuck me gently with a chainsaw. People who listen to our podcast are never. Prepared for it. That is Mr. Smith. I was going to say Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That is Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Stay tuned next week for another surprise on the IMDb Top do 250. Do we do a hint or no? No, no we, we didn't do a hint. I thought we gave a hint, but we didn't say it. Oh, we said an oldie but a goodie. Okay. Um, You're going to give it away, I feel color. like. Color. Okay. This movie has a lot of color for me. And I get nauseous at a part. So many teases that I'm not even sure about. Thank you for listening. Please stay tuned for our rest of our journey through the IMDb to IMDb top 250 movies and we will see you later goodbye bye Bye. thanks so much for listening you can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts and we want to hear what you think so leave us a review give us some likes on social media at pop poor review click around www.poppoorreview.com become a member of our patreon page patreon.com backslash pop poor review for exclusive content and drink recipes 
And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday. That was a Titan Cast episode.